Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. Explaining the gospel to your kids might seem like a daunting task, but the good news is you don't have to be a theologian to teach your kids about God. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth team here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, family devotions, I mean, let's talk about this. It's something that uh, a lot of parents do to teach their kids about God, but it can be really difficult, and there are pressures and expectations. Um, We have to decide what to do, especially when our kids are younger, when it comes to family devotions. What ideas do you have for kind of pushing through the barriers and making it easier? John, it is... Some parents put tons of pressure on the need to teach everything right off the bat, right? And I think as parents, we can relax. Really, a lot of it's about modeling. Uh, Kids want to really naturally uh, help out around the house. They want to uh, be a part of a home, belonging. Mm -hmm. A lot of things are set up for us as parents to be able to tap into their imagination and talk about looking for God in different places, listening uh, to God's voice, helping them recognize that. And what's fascinating to me is that they have found, and that being the researchers, the researchers have found that uh, kids before the age of seven are very vulnerable to learning about beliefs, about what they're going to believe in. And that vulnerability is good and perhaps a little bit uh, challenging. Right. We may miss a great window Hmm. of opportunity there. And this is not about having to create theologians by the age of seven. This is about having them learn what it means to be self-controlled, having yeah. them learn how to, what it means to be kind, think of others, but also what, what it means to pray. How can we visualize speaking to, to God? How, how do we have a relationship with Heavenly Father and mm-hmm. model that? And how do we foster foundation of relationship in our home? So don't overlook the simple little opportunities you have as a parent. It doesn't have to be, I like your, your idea, we don't have to raise theologians. I think I was guilty of trying to make sure my kids, by the time they were eight, knew what eschatology was and <laughs> all of that. So, All right, well, Focus President Jim Daly and Kim Troby uh, sat down and talked to Courtney DeFeo, who had some ideas for you to really, in a simple way, encourage your child in his or her faith. Let's talk about keeping a faith journal, which I think is great. Mm. I don't do it. I need to. I keep it in my head, Mm. which is not (laughs) the best place to keep anything. (laughs) 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 We'll just leave it at that. But the the idea of writing down what God has done in your life and in people's lives around you, uh, is that what you do? Yeah, this is the idea that came up for the faith chapter. My brother is a pastor in Atlanta, and he and I have great conversations, and he's my kid brother, nine years younger, and promise you, he's wiser than um, all of us combined in our family. But he was saying, I just want my kids' bedtime stories to become faith tales. You know, why can't, and they live happily ever after, these stories of how God actually worked in the lives of our family members become so intriguing to our kids that that's what we put them to bed with. And so he said, I want them to know Noah and uh, Moses and Ruth and all Mm. the stories of the Bible. But I also want them to know that one time Pop had a hard time and he prayed and here's where God showed up. And Mm. and one time Aunt Courtney had a dream to write a book and she did it. And here's where God showed up. And so he said, what if we start capturing those for our kids? And they had a record of that. And so I thought that is the idea, Drew, because faith, our definition is knowing, loving and following Jesus. And so if I want that become um, real and so that when they doubt, because it's not 
if, when they doubt that Jesus is real, they can come back and say, I have evidence, not only in this book that's 2,000 years old, but in a book about my family members. Um, and so what we can also talk about, if you're new to faith, that could be a challenge, but you can start right there. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, you talk a lot about leaving a spiritual legacy. And someone might be listening out there today, and you just mentioned maybe they're a new Christian, or maybe they just haven't thought about Mm -hmm. the good things that God has done for them. Talk a little bit about what you mean by leaving a spiritual legacy for your home. Yeah, my heart goes to folks that are new to faith, because I think I, I think I forget, you know, what a blessing it is to have parents and grandparents and generations of people that just knew God and had that in a part of the fabric of our family. I've never known anything different than God being in our lives. And so for folks that this is a new topic and this is new for your kids, it can be overwhelming to say, how do I pass on what I don't even know to my children? And I think you just start. And I think you start asking God, how do I do this? And you can be one second ahead of your children and learn something new at church and just get them in the car and say, guess what I heard this morning? And I want to share it with you and say, hey, let's pray together and let's see what happens. And so you are teaching your kids every day as you're growing in your own faith. And that is a brilliant way to do it. I think, unfortunately, sometimes the parents that are more structured uh, <laughs> don't comprehend that that can actually be achieved by the other parent who may be doing it on the go. Yeah, that's um, right. I, now, I'm not speaking from personal experience. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> but, you know, one of the things I enjoy is driving uh, the boys to school, which is early now. And uh, about 7 o'clock, we take off. And in that drive time, which is about 20 minutes for us, there is so much you can cover. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other night I saw you get angry about something. Can you tell me more about that? Why would that upset you the way it has? But it really, it's a reminder to do intentional parenting. Mm-hmm. Don't let this time just slip on by thinking the kids are somehow going to grab those things you want to teach them, but you're not asking them about it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and there's a value in that for the parent who wants the structure and the devotional time around the dinner table. Don't be too hard on your on your mate, on your spouse, oh, yeah, who yeah. is finding a different way to communicate. And absolutely. the fact that both are working is actually, I think, a benefit to the child. For them to have it coming at them in both directions, something structured, Mm -hmm. something unstructured, is beautiful, especially if they're willing to participate in both. Amen. I think Ron's gift that is so beautiful is listening. And I'm the one that's constantly making a teachable moment where they're like running for the hills. Oh, here she comes. What are we going to have to do now? It's like, oh, Lord, she's going to run. We're just trying to get ice cream, and now there's some sort of lesson coming out of the ice cream scoops here. So I think, you know, every parent brings their gift. And one of the best things we can do is be quiet and just ask them about their day and listen and ask them what they think about a topic and maybe not even insert an opinion and just listen to them. And so I think those parents that are new to faith, just start asking them questions and just start even taking them to church and inviting other influences into their life. Because if you don't know all the answers, guess what? I don't either. And I am (laughs) begging people to come help me get on board because it's going to take an army to raise um, these two wild ones um, in my house. So listen more. And I think it's true of even how we serve we will often the Christian our culture we want to go in and fix and do and teach and tell people what we know when we just need to be humble and serve and say how can we help your community we need to listen more than we lecture well Danny I think sometimes we can um, be guilty of underestimating what our children can grasp when they're young when it comes to God they don't necessarily understand the finer details of the gospel and biblical truth but they really uh, oftentimes do grasp the fundamental truths. And I wonder if you have any advice for really clearly explaining 
um, in terms a young child can understand the beauty of the good news of Christ. Yeah, really, with the amount of tools that we have as parents, you can become very creative. Even here at Focus on the Family, we have the Average Boy podcast that begins the conversation for you as a parent. Now, that podcast is designed for boys what ages? Boys and girls, uh, ages 5 and on up. Uh, five to fifty, let's say. Five, five to fifty. That's right, <laughs> and it really just gets the juices flowing in the yeah. mind because it does take a level of imagination to picture having a relationship with the heavenly Father that you can't see, and and visualizing the Holy Spirit inside of us, and that Jesus died on the cross for us, and then rose again, and is still alive for a young child. You can tap into the fact that everything's wide open. Mm-hmm. A child is learning and asking questions. You have to be there to provide some of the answers, but also look for answers with them. Search for those. Yeah, teach them how to look for the answers. Yeah, I mean, Jesus walked around and engaged people in story mm-hmm. to help them seek out the kingdom of God. And help help your child look for that kingdom of God around them. From the time we're born, we have questions, and we will always have questions until we die. And the the... Uh, really the journey is about looking for those answers in the right places and asking the right questions. Help your children learn to ask the best questions about who God is, who Jesus is, who he was, and help them search for those answers, Mm -hmm. give them tools. And then around nature, we have everything you can think of to really begin to learn about who God is. Just the fragrance of flowers, the veggies that you can grow at your house in a garden— uh, looking around at growth from trees, and then they go dormant and come back mm-hmm. in the seasons. That God is a steadfast God that is is consistent, and we can uh, trust in Him at all times. Help them learn what it means to have faith. Once you pray, help them search for what the answer was that mm-hmm. God gave to your family or to someone else. And if it didn't turn out the way you expected it, talk about what that means. Yeah. I appreciate that. And and there's a spirit of kind of open conversation and shared discovery about who God is. And if you do that well, you can carry that all the way through your adulthood and theirs as well. Um, now, we're going to recommend Courtney DeFeo's book, which has some great follow-up, uh, hands-on, fun activities to help teach your kids about the gospel. It's called In This House We Will Giggle, and uh, we're making that available as our thank you gift today when you make a generous donation to Focus on the Family. And uh, Danny mentioned our Average Boy podcast. Our parenting site will link over to that. Uh, It talks about Club and Club Junior magazines. All of these are tools for you to have as you uh, raise godly kids. Uh, Stop by the website. We've got the details in the episode notes. Next time, we'll discuss how giving your kids chores can teach them uh, some of the most important lessons in life. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm -hmm.